1: Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tere Tells All. Oh my god, it has been like, what, two months since we had a new episode? Thank you so much for hanging in there. Um, We are now officially in season two, and to me, it's wild that we've gotten here. Um, And then just last week, TTA turned one year old. And I am so, like, amazed At what I have been able to accomplish with this podcast in the past year, how many guests I had, how many stories we shared, how much time we all connected together and learned from each other, and ultimately that's what I wanted from this podcast when I started it. And now we get to do it all over again for a whole nother year. And I'm so excited to kick off a season two today. And I hope that you guys love my guest today. And she is just a total sweetheart. And I hope that you are able to connect with her message today and take something from that. Um, But yeah, I will have a solo episode in the future where I kind of just do a life update. And I tell you what I'm up to because as some of you know, I have officially resigned from my teaching position. Um, I am going to close out the school year, but then that's it. And y'all are curious to know like why and how and what am I going to do? And I promise I will do a life update episode soon. But today I'm going to give the floor to my guest and we are going to talk about hormones, hormonal acne um, and motherhood. And we've got lots of juicy stuff for you today. Um, please, please, please remember to rate this podcast. If you are on Apple, um, please rate it. If you are on Spotify, please rate it. Leave a review. Share the episode with someone who might appreciate the message of today's show. And then, of course, share it on Instagram. I love when you guys share it. I will definitely reshare your story if you post. Tag me so I can see. Go leave comments. Go leave my guest comments. Go ask her questions because I know that she would be more than happy to start a dialogue with you guys. Um, But yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Alright guys, today on the show I have a skin health and hormone expert. Her name is Michelle. Welcome to the show Michelle. Hey, 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 thank you. So, fun fact, you and I actually went to high school together.
0: Yeah, we did. Do you even <laughs> remember me in high school? I remember you. You're just so smart. That's honestly, I'm going <laughs> to say that's what I remember about you, Teresa, you're super smart. <laughs> oh, thank Still you. Are. Still are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I know you I think you're the first person from like my hometown that I've had on the show. So you get a badge for that. <laughs>
0: thank you. Thank you. Um,
1: but that's not why I invited you on the podcast today. As I said, you are a hormone expert. And, um, you share a lot about that on social media. So I figured that we'd have you on the show today. You can kind of tell us how you got into that field, like your own personal journey with like hormone, um, like hormonal acne and all that stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, Enlighten us, teach us, let's, let's start with your journey. Tell us who you are, what you do, what's your passion.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I'm Michelle, as you said, um, yeah, I got into, my passion definitely is helping women discover more than just being able to clear up their hormonal acne, acne breakouts with food. Um, but learning to like intuitively listen to their body when it comes to symptoms. So there's your symptom, hormonal acne. Um, if we can learn to like really listen and read to our bodies, our bodies we can easily auto correct it with our lifestyle and our food. Um but you know yeah like how did i get here um i definitely studied food and nutrition in college um and it was super fascinating to me because i was a marathon runner um and i loved the idea of whatever you feed your body you know energy food is energy and fuel and so it was a passion of mine to really see how i could push my body and as long as I gave it the right foods, I was going to perform better. So then it definitely led this um, curiosity of endurance athletes. And, you know, I always had like a dream of like working, I don't know, with like the Houston Rockets and being like their registered dietitian. But, you know, as we all know, like life and what you kind of dream of, you know, you're given a different path most of the time. And so, yeah, three daughters later, I'm definitely not a registered dietitian for the Houston Rockets. <laughs> but um but it um it opened my eyes to like my own body. I graduated, I worked for um a healthy baked foods company in Houston. But when I got pregnant and got married, I decided to stay home with my daughter. Um don't regret it. It was the best decision of my life. It's taught me so much about myself. Um and I love her. I was obsessed with her, but I was also Trying to kind of live that life that I had before I had my daughter, even though I waited till I was 28 to have a a kid, you spend your twenties, like establishing this person that you want to be. Um, and you have these habits that you've been doing for the last 10 years. So for me, it was running. So even though I was postpartum, um, I was nursing, I wasn't, I knew I wasn't feeding my body what it needed to be, um, what I needed to eat, but I was very focused on the energy that I got from running. So I went back into marathon running after I had my first daughter, um, did some races and then got pregnant again, um, and breastfed her as well for a year. And now looking back, I realized how malnourished I was. And it was kind of like just a tumbleweed of, um, malnourishment and mistakes that I didn't know I was making for my body. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was done with my, um, second pregnancy, had my daughter had a great experience, even though I was like, even though the active being active kind of malnourished my body, it definitely had, I had a healthier pregnancy and a healthier postpartum. Um, but after my second daughter, um, I decided that I wanted to get back into work. I wanted to get back into health and nutrition and back in that world. And I was on um, birth control. I was just on the pill. Um, I got back on obviously because we didn't want any more kids. Um, but you know, I feel for women and teenagers because pill the pill nowadays, is there's so many more to choose from and they affect you differently. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I did get on the pill, it affected my mental health tremendously. Um, I wasn't myself. I was super tired despite working out regularly eating, you know, well, um, and so I decided to get off of it for my mental health. It kind of just made me really, really sad. And I'm, you know, I'm a pretty calm person, but I'm not, you know, sad, you know, you know, your body. Um, so my husband and I, we decided for me to get off of birth control. And I was just going to track my ovulation to try to not get pregnant. And, um, boom, within a month of getting off of my birth control, my skin flared up and I had never suffered from, um, any harsh hormonal acne all through adolescence, you know, and all through my entire twenties. Um, I never, you know, we have period breakouts, but it, my skin was super inflamed. It was all along my jawline. It was all on my chin. It was, um, even on my neck. Um, I never experienced acne like this. So it was super defeating because, you know, you make a decision for your mental health to get off of birth control and get off of this medication in your body. But then you, that's kind of all you want is something to help heal whatever's going on with your skin. Mm-hmm. I immediately went to, um, go get facials. Um, I immediately actually um, invested in like topical skincare spent like four to $500 on skincare. Um, I was just desperate to try to heal my skin. Um, I definitely tried to eliminate foods. And um, we were talking about this before, as far as the more you try to eliminate, you get hyper-focused on those foods that you can't eat. So then I was suffering from um, food anxiety as far as if I eat this, it's going to trigger my skin. So what do I do? Um, and so the m- more i'm you know I'm big into like intuitive as far as um I had a couple of friends who also suffered from hormonal acne, and so I was asking you know who what they were doing and like a you know knowledge from a podcast here, a doctor here, a book here, I just started learning about um the female hormones and our system and and how our body works, and it fascinated me and I got on track with my eating and my skin started to show signs of clearing up within six weeks. And I was, yeah, I was extremely happy, you know, um, to finally find a solution that seems attainable compared to just going back for facials and just investing in more skin creams to be able to eat foods, um, that satisfy you, that you see a difference in it's, um, it's super um satisfying and it's uh what is it is a huge relief
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because you go through this, you know, almost depression with your skin um, because there is only so much makeup that can hide it. Um and even if you do cake on the makeup, it hurts. It you know, cystic acne hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really relieved to see progress. But then I um, ended up getting pregnant <laughs> again. <laughs> so um, my husband was two weeks out from a vasectomy, and uh, we got pregnant. You know, and so I also blame you know um, as I'll say later, like I'll blame the beans because they really got my hormones like functioning in the best way they could. They could, <laughs> like, everything was great. Um, I didn't do the best on tracking my ovulation, so um, so we ended up getting pregnant. Um, And that, I mean, that led to a whole nother journey as well, because even though I got relief, you know, with the food I was eating before I got pregnant, that first trimester is hell Mm -hmm. and you don't want all of the healthy foods that you've been eating. So then I'm eating like pizza and like, on the daily, I don't want eggs anymore. And you know, I love my eggs in the morning. Like I don't want any of that food. So I kind of had to be okay with that part of my life. You know, those three months of just, um, basically surviving. Cause I already have two littles I'm pregnant. You know, my husband travels a lot for work. I had to learn to just be okay with my skin with how it was, um, and just eat, you know, eat anything instead of having this anxiety and, you know, it leading to something worse as far as not eating at all. Yeah. So, um the nausea and the fatigue, you know, go away and I'm able to really continue this journey with my body of um of eating the right foods to clear my skin up and it was just a huge success and in my head I'm thinking how many women don't know that they don't have to get on Accutane, that they don't have to get on birth control again, that they don't have to spend all the money on the skincare and the facials, that it's actually very attainable to clear your skin, um, and not have to eat perfectly at the same time, but just by adding, um, making a little adjustments in your lifestyle and by adding certain foods, um, that give you satisfaction, um, that you can clear your skin up and, um, it may take a while, but there's something about being able to grasp it and having control of that. You know, we all have control issues some, some way. So if you, when you realize that you have control of your skin, it's very empowering. And that's what I, you know, like to show my clients is like, you have the power to be able to change your skin. Um, and you don't have to rely on another doctor or another prescription or another skincare routine.
1: Yeah, no, because I think, you know, most people's first instinct is I know it was my first instinct. And I've shared about this before, too. Like when mm-hmm. I had my hormonal acne, you know, the first thing I want to do is just buy like the right type of face wash mm-hmm. and the right type of toner. And I don't care how much it costs, because, you know, I don't want to look like this. It hurts. It's painful. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with me, like being on social media, like it's I don't want to have to Photoshop anything because then I feel like I'm disingenuous And so, yeah. You know, I did that. Nothing worked. I tried like every I tried the the powders that you drink. I tried yeah. eliminating coffee. I tried eliminating dairy. And yeah. I think that's everyone's first reaction is like, what can I eliminate or what can I add? Or what can my doctor give me? And sometimes that just doesn't work. And then what I love about your page is that, you know, you say, you tell everyone, you enlighten us about how you can heal yourself with just like the foods that you eat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I call it your magic beans because you're always posting about beans. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I remember you when I first, when you first started posting a lot more about that, I kind of yeah. started mimicking you a little bit here and there. And although I didn't like go full, you know, throttle into it, I did. I noticed a difference in just my skin clarity, my skin brightness, but then also just like how I, how I felt about myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I mean, and that was just me like mimicking you here and there. That wasn't even yeah. me like following any type of program or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so that's when I was like, okay, Michelle knows what she's talking about.
0: She's the real deal over here. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, anytime I tell family members or friends, like you just need to up your bean and take, man, they look at me like I'm so crazy. I've even gotten told, like, that's the most Mexican thing I've ever heard when I'm like, eat those pinto beans, man. I've gotten laughed at so many times. Um, I was going to say
1: that. I was like, I remember when I was little, my mom would be like, you know, there's beans at the house and like, I'm not eating beans. Right. And now I freaking love, I mean, I love beans like since before anyway, but like sometimes I crave beans. Like I just want to put beans,
0: like add it to my food that I'm already eating. Yeah. And Um, it's it's such a, it honestly, they have gotten very demonized, you know, because they technically are a carbohydrate. And so like keto, you know, even whole 30, um, and is it pale? I think paleo, um, you know, those are very carb conscious diets. And I think in legumes, beans are just, um, X completely from whole 30. So you're not getting any of that fiber.
1: Um,
0: so, and I was going to say also, you know, like I said, as far as I used to be an endurance runner after my second pregnancy, I got super into legree, which is like a form of Pilates. We like to work out, which means we don't want to have to put on a bunch of makeup because mm-hmm. we're going to be sweating anyways. So it was super like it was so defeating. I, I couldn't even go to my classes. I stopped going to all of my legree classes because my skin was so bad. And I didn't want to put makeup on before like those intense classes. And so yeah. I stopped going to that. Um, it was just, it can be very defeating. Um, and, um, and I'm just great, like grateful to find a way to clear it up. I was.
1: Yeah. You know, something triggered a memory because, you know, you said that you don't want to have to put makeup on to go work out so then you just stopped going. And I think that sometimes people who don't suffer from hormonal acne don't realize the mental and emotional toll that hormone, that hormonal acne or just acne in general takes Mm -hmm. on you because, Mm -hmm. yeah, you don't want to be seen. You don't you're um, like ashamed or you're embarrassed and you don't Mm -hmm. feel your best. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, yeah, I I can totally relate to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't fun. Um, and, uh, you know, working out is like a form of endorphins supposed to make you feel good. And there's so many of us that really rely on working out for that Mm -hmm. release and for that feel good hormone. And so if you just like cut it off, you know, then, then that's a dip on top of the hormonal acne. Like you just said.
1: Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit
0: about the beans and why you praise beans so much. <laughs> um, okay. So beans, so like any form of legume, you know, you've got like your Navy beans, your pinto beans, you know, I love them because there's so many of them. So you're not going to get bored, but Beans contain soluble fiber. You know, a lot of our foods contain soluble fiber, but I single out beans because it's the highest form of soluble fiber that we're going to get. Um, our bodies, you know, the liver, your liver is the main detoxing organ in your body. And we all know that there's Um, all kinds of herbs, teas, you know, a liver detox, you know, that's super, it can be super popular um, in the word game and the diet world, as far as we need to detox your liver. Um, And rightly so. So when your liver is congested, um, a main symptom is hormonal acne. And so your liver contains bile um, and the soluble fiber basically sweeps out that bile for you in the form of a bowel movement. Um, because unfortunately, the way that our body works is the bile that's in your liver, it contains all of the um, hormones, excess hormones that we have, um, toxins, waste. And when it's going through your small intestines, at the very end of your small intestines, it can either get recirculated back in your system, or if it has enough soluble fiber in that bile, it will get flushed out in the form of a bowel movement. Now, this it sounds crazy as far as it can get recycled like back in your bloodstream because mm-hmm. all of those toxins and waste that we either ingest or put on our skin or just our hormones going crazy from like high insulin levels that need to get flushed out or an increase in estrogen that needs to get flushed out. It will get recycled back in our bloodstream and have to go through our liver again, if we don't eat enough soluble fiber, um, the soluble fiber acts like it acts like a fishing net basically to catch all of that from the bile and, um, get flushed out. Um, it's, it's like a super simple system called the inter intero, hepatic recirculation system. And it's mind blowing to me because Food does that in our body. Mm-hmm. Soluble fiber, the food that we can ingest will do that. Nothing else. If we don't eat enough soluble fiber, you are not going to flush out these toxins and these waste and these excess hormones. So your liver will continue to get congested. The bile will continue to be full of all that toxins and waste. And that's how we have so much chronic disease and inflammation in our bodies. Now, you know, um, gallstones, gallbladders, congested bile, you know, hormonal acne, a congested liver, you know, so of course, hormonal acne, you can get way more into it as far as poor gut health as well. Um, Really, you know, unstable blood sugar, there's multiple factors for hormonal acne. But when you eat beans, not only is it flushing out that old bile, old, nasty, congested, full of toxins and waste bile that's showing up in your skin. Mm -hmm. But it also has, uh, prebiotics probiotics. It helps that poor gut health that we need to nourish and work on. Um, it just has so many other cofactors to where you're just nourishing everything. And that's, that's what I just love about whole food period. You know, we like to single out what is this food good for? What is this food good for? Mm -hmm. How much vitamin A is in here? How much vitamin K is in here? Whole food has a plethora of vitamins, minerals, all these things that are just going to work so good in your body. You know, it just, it, I get excited about it because it just does such good for your body. And I wish more people would understand that, And have faith in that, I guess I should say, I wish they would have faith in it because it's super, it's really easy to not have faith that food is going to heal. Um, But the more that you learn about it, if you're willing to, it's just such a, um, it's a great relationship between food and your body.
1: Yeah, no, I think like people who, who share a lot about how food can heal you get this like bad rap. Like they're like, woohoo, crazy hippie I know. people, you know what <laughs> I mean? Yep. Um, and like, you know, be, room and, room and room. especially because people always like believe in the science, believe in the science, go with medicine. But if you think about it, this is science too. It's a different, yeah. it's a different form of science, but it's yeah. still science, right? Yeah. Um, two questions that triggered while you were sharing, mm-hmm. um, you were talking about how soluble fiber helps you, you know release the toxins in the form of a bowel bowel movement so is that why like people make jokes about beans make you fart all the time i'm so glad you brought that up (laughs) and two my second question what is the difference between like uh fiber from like beans and stuff versus like that powder fiber that people you know dissolve into their drinks is there a difference does it matter Uh
0: like yeah yeah. So, okay. So two great questions. Um, yeah, it's actually like a fermentation process in your gut when you do get gas. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you, it can create gas a hundred percent. And with my clients, like if they have, um, If they have any kind of bloating gas from an excessive intake of beans, then it's just, it's a matter of just slowing down on the amount of beans that you're eating, um, letting your body slowly adjust and then it will level out. But yes, um, it's fermentation basically in your gut when you get gas. So it <laughs> totally can happen. Yeah. Especially if you're not used to eating soluble fiber, if you haven't, haven't eaten it lately. And then all of a sudden you start eating it, boom, you have all this, um, new things going on in your gut health. So it's going to create gas. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but it's not, it won't always happen if you regularly eat it and then, yeah. So psyllium husk is a great soluble fiber that you can mix in your, like a lot of people do that with powder and stuff. So that also is great um like your chia seeds anything like that is great to add um but the only thing with um supplements and powder is that you don't get all the cofactors that a real whole food's going to give you so psyllium husk you're strictly getting the fiber whereas if you consume beans um if you consume avocado if you consume nuts flax seeds um, you're going to get a range of nutrients and micronutrients, vitamins, all the things that you can get plus that soluble fiber.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is something that you would tell someone who struggles to eat whole foods? Cause I think that's a struggle for a lot of people, whether it's, you know, trying to heal their body, whether it's trying to lose weight. I think like a lot of people are, are really used to, you know, a certain palate or certain types of food. So when you deviate from that, it can be very very hard and not even deter some people from even trying a new you yeah. know new foods new diet. so um yeah. what, what is something that you usually tell um that your clients that you work with when that's
0: a concern for them so like if you're having trouble with whole foods um and a lot of times this will happen if you think you need to be like super creative with your meals um we're creatures of habit and so a lot of times um you'll think you need like an a, you know, elaborate meal plan. I need a 30 day meal plan of, you know, all these meals that I don't normally eat, but I'm going to stick to this 30 day meal plan. You don't usually stick to that 30 day meal plan. You might try it out for a week and then you go back to what you love and what you're used to making. Um, I always say like, start small, like start with just breakfast, start with like maybe a new breakfast and add, a food that you don't normally eat in there, that's going to like benefit you. So spinach is a main is a big thing. Most of us are used to eating like romaine, um, or like a Caesar salad. And so I try to get my clients to eat a darker leafy green and spinach is usually the one that is an acquired taste. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll say like, just, you know, just eat it in one meal, like throughout the week, try not to make like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So tasking start small, start with one meal and dominate that. You know, even when I was on after my second, um, girl postpartum, I was so tired of just being like tired and, I couldn't understand why my breakfast wasn't satisfying, why I was hungry within 90 minutes of eating my yogurt with pomegranates and granola. Like, why am I still hungry? I just ate breakfast. So, I committed to having a vegetable omelet in the morning um, when I woke up. And so, to me, that was just one step that I made that I kept to, m- and a promise that I kept to myself um, mm-hmm. day in and day out. No one else wanted a vegetable omelet. My husband didn't want a damn vegetable omelet. That's for <laughs> sure. He was still on like monsters and a kolachi in the morning or breakfast taco. He loves them from the gas. station. So he, you know, do that for yourself or put a handful of spinach in your smoothie. If you like smoothies, you know, try to just add it because your body, like you said, starts craving that food your taste buds start changing. Most of our taste buds are used to sugary processed foods. So vegetables are not appealing, yeah. but when we start with just like one whole food, make that one whole food a habit. And now you and I both know it takes 90 days to establish a habit. So this can be a very long journey for you to like dark leafy greens or vegetables. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. Like just
0: no, just start with like just one thing.
1: Yeah. I think, And and I tell my son this, too, because my son right now is trying to expand his palate. Um, He's, you know, (laughs) trying to get his nutrition in check. And for a while there, like I would make my meal and then I would make him something else. or I would make my meal and then he would go buy himself something. But now he's like he's going to eat what I make for myself. Yeah. And it's it's taking him a long time to like try new foods because he's a very picky eater. Um, but he was like, How can you eat this? And I was like, Jordan, there was a point in my life where I thought that Brussels sprouts were disgusting when spinach made me gag, when mm-hmm. like peanut butter was like gross. Like I didn't like the texture of peanut butter in my mouth. And I was like, But now like I crave all of those things. I feel yeah. like um, especially like you re, you rewire your brain and you retrain your your taste buds to the yeah. point where you actually enjoy those foods and yeah. I think also knowing like the benefits of the, the food that you're putting in your body I don't yeah. know it might be some type of like mental thing but it also kind of helps you um, appreciate it and learn to love it a little bit more. So I, that's one of the things that I tell people is like, yeah, you might not like it, but you're, you'll, you'll eventually
0: rewire your brain yes. and you
1: will like it.
0: Yeah. I've, I've had clients tell me like, I just don't like vegetables and I'm like, well, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to have a long journey here. Um, But I agree. I mean, yeah, I think about the foods that I ate growing up and like, I'm pretty sure I had hot Cheetos like from the time I was probably eight or nine until very much like into my twenties. Like I just, that was like a main meal for me, like a main meal. Like it wasn't even, a. <laughs> a yeah. it was like, And, you know, and then, but all of these, I'm like, of course, you know, like your gut health is suffering. Like you just got to work on it, you know, and, and perfection is never is what I tell my clients and myself, like not what I'm seeking. I just want to heal my body like a little bit every day. And instead of just trying to overdo it, but, but yeah, kids are um, also kids, teenagers, man, it's a tough one. I mean, I'm learning that and they're only going to get older and the little ones, like they're still, you know, mommy eats it. I'm going to eat it. But my six-year-old who's in school now, the pickiness is there.
1: Yeah. No. Once they see what the oh. other kids are eating, they're
0: yeah. like, "Yep, yeah, yep." Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and yeah. And my house, my house is not very popular when it comes to food. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't got the good snacks. They don't like me. <laughs> uh,
1: I have experience with that too. Like I remember, he doesn't have sleepovers as much anymore, but when he was younger, you know, his friends would sleep over and I would make like protein pancakes and, you know, like, you know, and turkey bacon, instead the of regular bacon. And they would just be like, I'm not hungry. Or can I just have cereal? <laughs> and then even if it was cereal, it was like uh, almond milk or oat milk. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't have
0: regular milk. They're always, I don't like, have regular so milk. Can either. I have some milk? I'm like, I don't got that regular milk. So. <laughs> so most of the girls you know they live in the neighborhood so they'll be like okay we'll, we'll go home and get some you know, they have that luxury to go right next door but yeah same <laughs> all
1: right can we uh pivot topics can we talk about motherhood oh man the <laughs> toughest head you'll ever live in that's for sure that's I, I, so I you are a girl mom you have three beautiful yeah. daughters all Thanks. of them they're gorgeous <laughs> um you. So, yeah, and they're all and they're all really close in age. So I can imagine that that's been a wild ride.
0: Yeah, it it really has. It's it's been tough. Um, It's tough, I would say, you know, like with my first daughter, especially staying home and not used to, you know, like not used to not working. I was very surprised that I was willing to stay home. Um, You know, I just, I've hustled since I was a teenager too. I like, my mom was a single mom. My parents had been divorced since I was like five. Um, And my dad was, you know, helpful in our lives and he was in our lives, but we always wanted to provide for ourselves. Me and my brother just wanted to do that. And so um, having to shift from, working and also, you know, hustling to get my degree and get in a field that I want to get into boom, like pregnancy and then stop. I was even though like blissfully obsessed with my first daughter, you know, after about a year, then two years, you know, you start to want your life back again and then boom, I was pregnant again. (laughs) So then it's like, okay, let's take a step back. So I constantly yeah, took a step back and it was very hard after my second, because I was getting back into the nutrition game. I was getting back into my fitness routine. Um, I was feeling like I was getting my life back. Um, and each girl I breastfed for like, honestly, almost two years. So that was tasking in itself. Um, but each time I've just learned you're unfortunately, you know, and fortunately, you're going to lose yourself because you're going to be so immersed in this baby and because they are so hands-on. And it's not a job taken lightly. But the, you know, beautiful thing is that you come out stronger and you kind of climb out of postpartum a new person um, and a stronger person. And that's just, you know, especially with my third, that's what I learned was, hell, I feel like I'm still climbing out of postpartum and she's over a year old. And that's something I can tell women is, you know, don't put your recovery on your doctor's timeline on your spouse's timeline on when you should be recovered mentally, physically, emotionally, it takes a long time. And no one gives us the patience that we should be given postpartum.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, so yeah, and it's just, what was the question? <laughs> no, we were, we were motherhood, man. No, but yeah. I, I
1: think it's you said it beautifully when you said you you will lose yourself in in motherhood, oh. and I don't think I know a single mom who hasn't lost some part of themselves. through the journey of you know pregnancy postpartum caring for this whole new little human Mm -hmm. because you are you're obsessed with them and not only that but you know like they rely on you for every little thing Mm -hmm. um you know and I said that myself like I I lost myself too when I had my son um you know between school and being a mom like I completely lost myself I let myself go that's when I lost all my weight I I didn't even have time to date like it was Mm -hmm. literally literally survival mode for Mm -hmm. years yeah Um, but like you also said you come out of that Mm -hmm. much stronger with a whole new like appreciation for yourself for your body for your mind for your emotions so Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love how you put that, that yeah, you, you'll probably yeah. lose yourself, but it's okay. Cause you'll come yeah. out stronger.
0: It's emotional because I mean, especially having three daughters and knowing if they choose to so- decide to have kids that there's nothing I can do. That's going to stop them from that. Like, you yeah. know, and you know, even me, you know, people will tell me like, Oh, you know, you waited to have kids. So like, you knew kind of like, you knew what you were doing. And I'm like, no, like, I still didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I still lost myself despite me thinking, don't lose yourself. Or even during that year, I didn't lose myself. Like, you know, still trying to be someone, you know, that I was before, but you know, you're different. Like you said, I mean, it makes me emotional because you're different and it's not in a bad way. It's in a great way. Um, uh, but it's something that's just kind of it's just it really is inevitable. Yeah.
1: And I think that's also why sometimes friendships suffer, especially if you're like the first one in your friends group to have kids mm-hmm. versus the ones who don't necessarily have kids yet, because as they can try to empathize with you, you know, as much as they want, but you don't really know the the toll and the work that motherhood is until you're like deep in the trenches. Yeah. And And which like hopefully, you know, you have friends who are willing to support you through that struggle as you figure your new life out. Um, Mm -hmm. but I know like for a fact that there are some times where it just the friendships just kind of grow apart. And that's just a natural process of life too.
0: Yeah. It is. And um I mean it it can be like isolating and it can very lonely at that, you know, whether you're working and I mean, if you're working, it can be even worse because you're just way too busy to even have time for friends. Mm -hmm. Um, You're working and you're taking care of this kid. And then you're supposed to like to keep your house clean. You're supposed to feed yourself and your kid and possibly spouse or partner, whoever. Um, And so it's just isolating either way. And I I just feel for, you know, postpartum moms. And I was like the first um, in my close friend group, even though I was older to have, Kids. And then when friends of mine started having kids, I started getting messages like, I get it now. Like, I get it why you didn't want to meet up. Like, I get it why you always canceled on plans. You know, (laughs) I didn't want to go eat. I was so exhausted all the dang time, you know, like they, you get it, but it really, you don't get it until you're a mom. And then, you know, my best friend, she's, she doesn't have any kids and we're still super close, but she lives hours away. So even so it's, it's a different support and she's super supportive. And I know if she was here, she would try to be as hands-on as she could, um, but I mean, I didn't have anyone like that here. I still say she was, she would have probably been more supportive than most of my friends with kids if she was here, mm-hmm. but she, li- she doesn't live here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is hard to find. It's hard to find your village. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I just like, I applaud you for, you know, being a stay at home mom while also having your side hustle, um, staying at being a stay at home mom is a lot of work. I watched my mom do it. Yeah. My mom, like, you know, we are a family of five kids and Bless my mom. I don't know how she did it because <laughs> we were a handful, and we were pretty close in age too. And you know, sometimes it'd be like my sister and I fighting over a doll, and then the next minute it's my brother and my sister fighting over God knows what. And it was like a constant. Like I can understand now why my mom constantly yelled at us. You know, <laughs> we like, why are you always yelling? But now that I see it, I'm like. Now that I'm an adult and I'm a mother and I look back on it, it's like my poor mom. She yeah. literally she kept the house like she kept the home. She made sure that we were fed. She made sure we got to school. She was, you know, judge. She was everything. And so I admire seeing uh, not single, but single moms, too. But like stay at home moms, yeah. because it is a it is a big job. And I think there's this, you know, um, stigma around stay at home moms that it's not a job but it is a job. It's a 24 seven job.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and I think that was my struggle is I went from high performing, running the races, you know, going to school, going to work, um, just doing for myself and trying to check all my things off the list for my goals. And while I did. And so then like the next step was have a baby and, you know, and then I stayed at home, you, are used to being high performing, checking these things off your list, getting an income and you don't, you know, get paid for being a stay at home mom. You don't. And the mess that you clean up, it gets, it happens again. And then the laundry is like never ending. And then like all these things that you would normally get praise on or get some kind of financial income for accomplishing those aren't there. So you have to work really, really hard at your mental health is I guess the best thing that I can say, you have to work even harder to where, you know, all of that doubt in your head doesn't consume you because it did for me, you know, I, I loved being a stay at home mom. But there was a time, you know, where my husband would tell me he'd leave, he's leaving for work. And in my head, my thoughts spiral of like, I'm drowning here. Like I'm drowning here. I, you know, not only that, but I don't feel like I'm contributing to our marriage financially. You know, um, I constantly battled myself because even though an easy fix would have been like, okay, I'll go back to work and put my child in daycare. It wasn't that easy for me. Um, I, you know, I am a trauma survivor as a child or As a child, I went through a lot of trauma and I didn't have a lot of emotional availability as a kid. And so I can become overly sensitive to the emotional availability I give my girls. And so for me, it wasn't like, it wasn't as easy as just putting them in daycare and working. And then I knew that whatever I got from working goes straight to daycare, Mm -hmm. felt super defeating. Um, So I I got stuck in my head for a while. Um, I started going to therapy when I was pregnant with my second daughter. um, I started becoming more active again and slowly like climbing out of a depression through my pregnancy, which was even another obstacle because um, even putting my daughter in like mother's day out three days a week. I got feedback of like, why is she in mother's day out? Why, you know, you're a stay at home mom. You're supposed to take care of your daughter. And for anyone who doesn't know mothers, what mother's day out is it's, it's like a form of daycare. Um, a lot of churches around here in Texas mm-hmm. offer them. And it's like a part-time childcare. Your, your kid goes from 9:30 to 2:30, 30. Um, and it's a great relief for moms, mm-hmm. but yeah, I got, um, I got slack for the mother's day out, which it's just comical, and um, and I I did for me. You know, I got the help that I needed um, mentally um, to feel good for my postpartum with my second daughter, um, and I still continue it. I mean, it's been a good four years now that um, I go for myself. You know, because you know we get in our heads all the time, and there's just so much pressure. There's so much pressure as a working mom, as a stay at home mom, or even for me, like to you know, people saw me as a stay at home mom. So then the side hustle is not taken seriously because I've always been a stay at home mom. Um, and then, you know, we constantly want to prove something to ourselves also. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, that's hard too, because in like, in the end, all, you know, we don't, we don't need to prove anything.
1: Right. Right. You know, I
0: I think, you know, there's
1: always some type of mom guilt, um, Mm -hmm associated with motherhood and yeah I think we've all had our fair share how do you take how do what do you do for yourself for as your form of self-care because I feel that to me self-care to me is super important that's something that I always preach and like Mm -hmm. for me self-care is just you know being active or staying home and just being by myself, because I feel like I'm always around people at work. I'm always around people. I'm always answering questions. And sometimes like for me, self-care is to just lock myself at home and not have to talk to anyone. Like if I don't have to hear my voice for an hour, like, man, that's, that's self-care for me. But what does it look like for you? What does that look like?
0: I feel like any mom, Any like silence is golden, man. (laughs) Like just so golden, and because yeah, you know, even at home, like the little mouths, like constantly in my ears, mom, 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 do this, Mm -hmm. do that, do that, you know. Um, and even my spouse, like you know, I love them, but like get out of my ear too. (laughs) So yeah, any kind of silence. I love going to like breakfast or lunch by myself. I'll even go to dinner by myself. Um, I like we'll go see a movie by myself. Like anything by myself massages to me are, I love getting a good massage for me. That's a good self-care a hundred percent. Like I just, especially having like the littles, yeah. Like my six-year-old still wants to be carried my four-year-old and my one-year-old want to be carried. So I like, I'm constantly (laughs) tense. So, uh, so a massage for me, I try to get that monthly, at least once a month. Um, but yeah, anything silent, I'll have, um, one of the grandparents or like the neighbor, you know, we are good at like switching kids here and there. And I'll just try to go have some silence, you know, um, when I'm ready, it will be working out is my ne- would be my next form because I, I do feel like I'm a runner through and through, I miss it, but I don't feel like I'm quite ready for it again yet. You know, I was going to
1: ask that if you, if you were yeah. going to dive back into that. <laughs>
0: man i dabble here and there um i really do and i just don't feel like you know because ultimately from suffering from hormonal acne my body needs healing um and the back to back to back pregnancies and the malnourished or the gut health that's obviously been suffering for a long time and so i do have a fear that when I start running again, it's going to be another form of stress on my body and I'll start breaking out again. So I, I battle that mentally right now, not only that, but it is kind of hard to find time to go run. And then I know the recovery on a run or working out, like I'm scared of being sore and then like having to perform, you know, with chasing my one-year-old around, like, it's just a little too much. It overwhelms me right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I think I would love to get back into running eventually. Um, I'll probably give it another year. Um, but I miss it. I do. Yeah. Now, <laughs> remember at also- least
1: I used to keep up with you. Like on that's, I think I started following you on Instagram a long time ago, and that was definitely during your running days, because I remember you posting about your marathons, and I am not a runner, so I admire <laughs> all runners. I don't know how y'all do it. That runner's high that y'all talk about, I don't get it, but okay.
0: <laughs> well, for, and then for us, it's like, um, I think for runners, like you're, it's, you're on one end of the spectrum or you're not, because weightlifting, to me, good, don't even get me in a <laughs> I like I will do like Pilates or some kind of resistance that way on a yeah. reformer, but um, like it, to me the mental stamina like for me mental stamina with running I'm so used to it like I know it's going to be challenging, but mental stamina with lifting weights oh hell I just I'm always like I'm done no more reps <laughs> no, not one more rep I'm get one more rep ahead. so to me that, this is challenging um, yeah. and I'm not made for it. See, that's further
1: proof of something that I always say. I say you have to find what works for you yes, because yeah, people absolutely. always say like, I don't know how you lift. I'm like, I don't know how you run. Yeah, it's different for everybody. You have to <laughs> find is. the thing that excites you and it may yeah. not be running. It might not be weightlifting. Maybe it's, you know, something else. Maybe it's like doing just recreational sports on like Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays. Just, yeah. 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 Find what works for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree as it's a form of self-care, like, cause you're even alone in your thoughts then as well. Um, and it's just you against you. Like, that's what I miss. Like, it's really is you against you and how much you're going to push yourself. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, oh yeah, girl, I'll get back into it. I'm excited now. <laughs> no, I my- love that we
1: have solo time <laughs> in common though. Yeah. I think solo time is so underrated. I think that people sometimes are afraid to be alone with their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I, I can understand that because I went through a period where I was always like with my son, like all the time, or I was, you yeah. know, always with someone. And then once my son started having a relationship with his dad, once he was older, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I just started having like free Friday nights or like free Saturday nights. And I didn't know what to do with myself.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, I, you're like what do crying, I do? You yeah. crying, crying because you miss them <laughs> crying. because You can't even like handle a night alone. Right. But, but now like I'm you. in that solo time when I just get to sit with my thoughts yeah. and just
1: be by myself. I love that time. So, yes. Yeah. I no, I love that you, that you have that you enjoy that too, because yeah. I think it's so underrated. Like going to yeah. a movie by yourself, going out, I go to brunch by myself. Like I'll mm-hmm. go to Common Bond and I'll sit
0: outside nice, with some yeah. avocado toast and yeah, just like for people sure. watch. Yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, even um, to be honest, the amount of people that want to talk to you when they see you alone is also something like you, you may like go to be alone, but then people think because you're alone, like they, that you need someone to talk to also. Um, so it you're can right. yeah, yeah <laughs> but, you're totally right. <laughs> but yeah. And you know, and w- with like your kids, it, you know, whether you've never had alone time, like, you know, cause I know women three kids deep that don't, don't do the self-care or don't focus on the alone time because that's almost intimidating in itself, yeah. stepping away from your kids and even knowing what to do. Because you don't know what to do. Like I said, you know, you, yeah, you just said how, like when he was gone, you didn't know what to do. And that's how, I mean, that's how it was with Mary also. Um, and I remember like my dad would tell me, um, you don't have to do anything. Like you can just sit there if you want, because <laughs> you're know, like, I would feel like I needed to do something while I was getting help and I need to go do more laundry, or maybe I do need to go to the grocery store or maybe I need it. To... And he was like, no, like you don't have to do anything. You can just sit there. And I was like, really? I didn't even know that I can do that. You're so used <laughs> to like, the go, go, go. You know, you have a human that you can take care of. So yeah. maybe that is where I appreciated the loan time. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think that's I- Part of the reason, like where the mom guilt comes in, is like when you yeah. you want to maybe have a long time or you want to do something to self care, but then you start thinking about like, oh, I should be doing laundry, I should be doing this and that. Yeah. Mom guilt, man, like yeah. you just it takes practice, but eventually you have to learn to tune it out and realize that you're important too, and that you deserve the time for yourself to pour into your bucket, and you know. Oh, yeah. Because it makes you better than for your kids, for your spouse, yeah. for your home, for your job, for whomever mm-hmm. it is that you're
0: serving. So, yeah, and I your, think your kids more often than not will have an opinion on your alone time. Um, <laughs> and that's another hard thing, too. You know, I remember getting back into running and Mary being like, I wanna go with, and I'd have guilt. And so I'd take her with me. And then eventually, like my husband was like, she's fine, like she'll stay here. And, yeah. you know, she's crying as I'm leaving out the door. Um, and it, it can, it can be never ending. Like your kids can, you know, always have an opinion, but you have to, I'm just big on like showing them a different way, mm-hmm. You know, showing them that yes, they're super important in your lives, but eventually they're going to grow up and they're going to have their own lives and you're going to be rediscovering again, like who you are and what you want to do. And mm-hmm. so, especially having girls like good, sometimes I'm like intimidated on who what kind of woman I'm supposed to be showing them you know yeah so that but it also helps me work even harder harder to show them you know a woman that can be you know so many different things um but but yeah it's it's intense man being a being <laughs> a parent is so intense it's just crazy like I said it's yeah. the toughest head yeah. that you'll ever live in motherhood is so hard Parenthood is so hard
1: yeah, no, for sure, and that's what, like, when people say that they don't want kids or that they don't want to be mothers, I'm like, do it's awesome that you know that for yourself, that you know yourself so well that yep. you know that that's not something that you want because motherhood, parenthood is not something to be taken lightly. So Agreed. I don't judge people who say they
0: want kids, don't want kids.
1: Agree. you? For yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah, my brother and his wife they don't have kids, and I'm always like, I don't judge you for that. You see my crazies <laughs> running around here, three kids, chaos, zoo all the time. Yeah. Like I don't judge, I don't, I definitely don't judge any women. Um, it it like a mom is 24-7, you know, yeah, hundred percent And so yeah, more power to you if, if that's what you want.
1: Yeah. Well, Michelle, I'm glad you made time to be on the I show know. today. That was a great so conversation. Much, I know, I
0: appreciate you so much. So
1: tell my listeners where they can find you, where they can follow along with all of your knowledge and your uh, life as a mom.
0: Yeah. So on Instagram, you can follow me at, I'm not going to lie. I just had a a total like blank of what my (laughs) handle is on Instagram. (laughs) That mom brain is real. Um, But it's, it's Michelle Be Well, it's Michelle (laughs) underscore Be Well. Um, And that's on Instagram. Um, I do have a Facebook page. It's level up nutrition. Um, and yeah, and then I have a personal, just Michelle Witten and that's all my family life there. Um, but if you follow me on Michelle, we will, I love talking to women in my direct messages. Um, any questions on there, I'm always here to answer for sure.
1: Awesome. And I'll make sure to put all of those links in the episode description box. So it's easy for you to find But all right, thank you. We'll see you next week, guys.